Matthew chapter 6, verses, oh it's a long one, I've got to warn you, uh, verses 16 to 18. But let's just read quickly verse 1 as well. Uh, sorry, not verse, verse yeah, verse 1. Uh, Watch out, says Jesus, don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. Verse 16. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward that they will get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you're fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Over the last uh, couple of weeks we've been looking at, at uh, who we do our acts of righteousness for. Uh, our acts of righteousness. Remember in the Sermon on the Mount Jesus is describing the character of, of a person in the kingdom of God. He's already said to us that 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 such a person's character is greater than that of the scribes and the Pharisees. We are, are in fact, chapter 5, verse 48, to be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. And and that's not just some airy-fairy, hey, religious perfect. That's actually putting it into practice. And so Jesus assumes that we will be uh, giving to those in need, that we will be praying to our Father, and also, uh, over here, that we will be fasting. Before we get started, let's just say again, Jesus is not laying down rules here for what you have to do. He's describing what a character that is completely given over to the kingdom God looks like. But just uh, interesting, just for yourself, put your hand up in your heart. Uh, Which of these three are you most likely to do? Prayer, giving to those in need, or fasting. I suspect that fasting is the one that we are most likely to go and say, well, that, that's something that the Catholics do, or that's something that the Muslims do. It's Ramadan started this week. It's not something that we should do, and besides which, if I didn't have lunch, I'd get hungry, and so I don't want to do that. Which is really strange that, that in our church and in Most of the evangelical church in the West, we don't fast that much because in the Bible, people fast all the time. Well, not all the time, otherwise they'd be in trouble, but uh, they fast a lot. Jesus himself, we we looked at this a little while back, 40 days, he was baptized, the Spirit led him into the wilderness, and for 40 days he fasted. In Matthew chapter 9, some of uh, the people come to Jesus and say, hey, how, how come... John, the Baptist's disciples fast and your disciples don't fast. And Jesus says, yeah, well, I'm with them. When, when the bridegroom is with the party, the, the party guests don't fast. But, but when he's taken away, then it's going to be right for them to fast. If you look in the New Testament, I think there's about 16 different occasions where we're told of fasting. And the Old Testament is full of fasting. Quite often you hear about Daniel fasting or Esther fasting. Or you hear about Moses fasting. Or you hear about the Day of Atonement, which included a fast every day of the year. Not every day of the year. That, that Again, you'd be in trouble uh, unless God did something amazing. But the Day of Atonement is one day a year every year, which included fasting. 
But what is fasting? Can I just have a show of hands? Who here has ever heard a sermon on fasting? That's wonderful. That tells me two things. We don't preach about fasting enough, and your memory is terrible because I preached on it about four years ago. <laughs> Maybe five or six years ago. I don't know when. I just know I've done it once. Once in the last ten years. Maybe twice. My memory's bad as well. Yeah. We don't hear about fasting very much, and we don't really know what fasting actually is. Uh, and I want to give you a simple definition. Fasting, Christian fasting, because that's what we're looking at, is, is the setting aside of something good so that we can focus on God. It's, it's a spiritual discipline. It's, it's a way of doing training in godliness. It, it's, it's something that helps make us aware of how much we need God. Uh, it's about how much uh, we need God as our, our only hope, uh, uh, how much we need God as our wisdom, how much we need God to sustain us through all of life. And when you, when you fast from something, you say no to something good so that you can say yes to something better. Let's just get it straight from the start, you don't fast from something sinful. Because if you're fasting from something sinful, fasting is temporary and you're not meant to, you're not meant to go back to something sinful. I mean, if you do, there's grace. But don't fast from it. Kill. If it's sinful, kill it. With God's help. And a lot of time, sometimes. But when you fast, you're fasting from something good. And, and most of the time when we talk fasting... Traditionally, we talk about fasting from food. Now, food is good. Amen. Uh, God has designed us so that in this age, uh, food is the normal way that we are kept alive. Now, just as a by the by, God can keep us alive without food. Jesus at one stage said to his disciples, I've got food that you know nothing about. Because they had gone to buy him food and Jesus had spoken to a woman at the well. And when they came back, they said, won't you eat something? And he said, no, that's okay. I've got food you know nothing about. God can sustain us supernaturally. But the normal way that God sustains us is by food. And that's right and that's good. And for goodness sake, don't go home now and go, well, I'm going to test God. I'm not going to eat for the next 12 weeks. You know the story of the guy who's house is flooding and he says God please would you rescue me and a motorboat comes and, and he says no it's okay God will rescue me and then a canoe comes and he says no it's okay God will rescue me and then a helicopter comes and he says no it's okay God will rescue me and then the waters come up and he drowns and he stands before God and he says well God why didn't you rescue me and God says well didn't you see the boat the canoe and the helicopter food is the normal way that God sustains us and, and we shouldn't expect anything else but when we fast from food, we are saying no to that and yes to God. We are saying, God, as much as I need food, I need you more. I need you more. I, I read some really good sermons on this in preparation, and there's a guy called Brian Wilkerson who has a wonderful turn of phrase. He says, when you fast... You are exercising your no muscle. Who here is good at saying no? Husbands, put your hands up for your wives. Wives, put your hands up for your husbands. 
we're not good at saying no necessarily oh, for ourselves. But when we fast, we are exercising our ability to say no. You see, if I can say no to something which is good, I might be better able to say no to something which just seems good. Have you ever wondered why people sin? Why you give in to temptation? It's because a temptation is only a temptation because it seems like a good idea. Or there seems to be something pleasurable or pleasant from it. Or we think it will offer life. It doesn't. Uh, Sin always leads to death. But if we learn to say no to what actually is good, we might be better able to say no when something just pretends to be good. We, we, We strengthen our ability to say no. When you fast, it's, it's like you, 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 you get shown just what it is that is controlling you, what, what it is that you value the most. And to fast is to give ourselves the opportunity to detach from that and to fasten ourselves to God. Anything that is good can be fasted from so that we put it back into perspective. So that we're grounded again in the knowledge that our greatest need is God. And so we normally fast from food, but, but, but we can and perhaps we should be fasting regularly from anything that is good. So that we realize that it is not the ultimate good. And so when you fast, you will be made holy and God will love you more. Amen. What drivel is that? Fasting is not enough to make us holy. If fasting is saying no to something good, well, how many of us want to say no? Um, I I put a cartoon on the back of the uh, bulletin, which Fran might not have seen. And she saw it. Good. Thank you. Sorry. Um, And it's a picture of a guy eating up and he says, this fast, I'm fasting from fasting because I love fasting so much. He doesn't want to say no. What we need is not just the ability to say no to what seems good. The ability to say no to sin. We also need the capacity to say yes to God. We need a stronger yes. In fact, if our yes to God is so strong, then then saying no to sin is just kind of meh. It's just a side effect. And a stronger yes to God comes from knowing God better and and having a, a strengthened relationship with God, trusting in His, in His wisdom, trusting in His strength. Uh, and the great thing about fasting is that as we fast, we are actually increasing our relationship with God from our side. One of the rewards I believe that God gives us when we are fasting for His eyes alone is an increased relationship with Him from our side. Of course, God just loves us no matter what, but, but we need that from our side. It's an exercise in strengthening our reliance on God and strengthening our trust in God. Um, who here tries to walk every day? I have got my step counter in my pocket, 
So far, I have walked 18, 1,885 steps. Uh, the aim is to walk 10,000 steps a day uh, so that I don't turn into an elephant. It's a lot of steps, isn't it? It's a huge amount of steps. And a trunk wouldn't suit me. But that's what the experts say. I missed that. I'm going to move on. <laughs> the experts say we should be walking 10,000 steps in order to be healthy. All of us. That, that's a day. Half an hour. It's not that much. Maybe fasting from something is the equivalent of walking 10,000 steps a day in the spiritual realm. You see, the thing is, we know that it would be good for us, but we are tempted not to do it, and we're tempted to tell everyone about it. And here's the thing, I just told you that I'm going to walk, I might not, because I sometimes don't, I'm going to try and walk 10,000 steps today. Now the fact that you know that I'm going to walk 10,000 steps, and you're all going there, wow, that man's good. I wish I could do 10,000 steps. I want to be like him. That, that's exactly what you said. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that the steps are going to be beneficial to me, do they? But Jesus says in this passage, when we go and go, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm fasting. I just want to be closer to God. And, you know what, I've been doing it for like 12 days now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And some people drink Coke when they fast. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I drink distilled water only. And only two cups every four days. <sighs> and all of you go, oh, man, he must be so good. He must be so incredible. Look how gaunt his face is. And God goes, wow, yeah. Well done, Nick. Well they're giving you your prize, aren't they? Your prize is you going, man, I'm good. And I'm self-deluded thinking they think I'm so good, but man, I'm good. It takes a lot of control to fast, especially from something like food. Uh, and it's very tempting to want to be recognized for it. I know, I, I, I think the first time I fasted, you kind of... You let it slip, don't you? I don't actually remember the first time I fasted, but I'm pretty sure I would have let it accidentally slip. There's one point in Zechariah where God says, Zechariah 7, was it actually for me that you were fasting? You see, it's a spiritual discipline, but it's possible that it's got nothing to do with God. Jesus spoke about these hypocrites who would do whatever they could to be seen. And he says, fine, if you want to be seen, being seen is your reward. It's got no spiritual benefit for you whatsoever. And by the way, if you're fasting to lose weight, A, that's not very intelligent because you'll just put it back on again. Because you do, that's how your body works. You, you starve your body, your body goes, hey, you're trying to kill me. I'm going to eat more and store it up now. But if that's your aim, God's not going to intrude and go, hey, I'm so proud of you. God just says, okay, fine, you get that. Jesus says instead, fast in secret. Make it as unobvious as you can. Uh, 
put oil on your head in some translations and, you know, wash your face. In, in other words, Jesus says, when you're fasting, for goodness sake, brush your teeth, comb your hair, put on your deodorant. In other words, live life as normally as you can. Live, live life as, with the joy of just being alive. Don't, don't go and make it obvious to everyone how hungry and sad you are. Just live life. And remember, Jesus is giving an illustration here of what a Christian life looks like. He's not, he's not laying down laws. When he says you have to fast in secret, he's not saying, and if you tell anyone, then God's going to be really, really angry with you. Um, if you are in this church and you plan on fasting and you are married to someone, for goodness sake, don't not tell them. I don't know how you're even going to do that. You're sitting there and they've spent four hours making you this amazing meal and you go... Ah, no thanks. (laughs) Some of us, our partners, our wives, our spouses will go, call the doctor. Certainly your family has to know, but, but I think what Jesus is saying, let God be the focus of your fasting. Don't publicize it. You don't have to tell very many people that you're fasting. You go out to meet someone. You just say, oh, I'll just have a water, thanks. Well, that's okay, I'll be fine. No, it's good. And if they say, why are you not having something? You say to them, you know what, I I just feel like I should be fasting at the moment. And then move on! What did I say? I've forgotten. I don't really care. Move on. Don't, don't then spend the next 20 minutes talking about how amazingly spiritual you are. Uh, being secret is not, it's just, you know, not making a fuss of yourself. And if there's a corporate fast going on, and our church has done a corporate fast in the past, uh, don't give in to the temptation of pridefulness. See, Jesus says when we fast for God's eyes alone, when he is the focus of our attention, when we don't care what other people think of us when we're fasting. When we're doing it in private, we get God's reward. And the natural reward of focusing on God and seeking God is God, is the increased relationship with Him from our side. But if our fasting isn't about God, then why would we expect to know God better because we fast? In the Old Testament, there's all different kinds of fasts. And different people fasting different times. Sometimes they fasted from everything. Esther, um, I think it was who fasted three days uh, from food and drink. The Apostle Paul, when he was uh, converted in Damascus, he spent three days fasting from food and from drink. And fasting is not easy and it's not comfortable. Uh, it is a denying of ourselves. Uh, and especially when you're not used to it, to, to fasting, it can be hard. Because everything in us screams and says, I need that! What are you doing to me, you stupid man? I'm hungry! Or perhaps we do need it, but fasting is learning the discipline of saying, yes, I need that, but I need God more. And fasting can help strengthen our self-control, which, by the way, is a fruit of the Spirit. That's what God is working in us. And and fasting can also act as a bit of a circuit breaker to our sinful habits. 
speaking from experience, it can also, uh, in the initial stages of your fasting, make your sinful habits louder. Because we're no longer comfort eating to suppress having to deal with things. Or we're no longer doing this other stuff that we're fasting from to allow us to hide from who we really are. We, we are forced when we fast to deal with who we are. And something we need to train ourselves for. That there are times when we need to seek God. Maybe when, when we need to hear from God. The, the church in Antioch, before they sent Paul and Barnabas out in the first ever missionary journey that's recorded for us from the church in Antioch, they fasted and they prayed because they wanted to have God's guidance. Uh, maybe there's a time when we really need to intercede to someone for God and, and we just want God to... And we're just so desperately feeling about this. Or, or maybe we find ourselves going... Oh, I just feel so far from God. I'm just stuck in this sin. I'm stuck in this place where, ah, oh, maybe there's a time where we just need God's strength, where we need God's wisdom. And, and in times like that, fasting is perfectly appropriate. Fasting, by the way, doesn't make God forgive you quicker. It just helps us to realize how much we need forgiven and how much God has forgiven us. Fasting doesn't ensure that God gives us wisdom. It just is from us going, God, I don't want to have my wisdom. I want yours. But here's the thing. There are times when fasting is a good and appropriate and right thing to do. But if you've never practiced it, you will not be able to do it in those times. Or if you do, you won't be able to do it for long. Because you, you just haven't had any practice. If you've never driven a car before in your life and there's an emergency and you have to get to the hospital, that is not the time when you have to learn how to drive a car. Fasting is an act of worship. It's saying, God, I love you more than this. And you're sitting there going, hey, how long is he going to go because I've got lunch waiting for me at home? And B, you're going, Nick! It's all very well and good, but you've forgotten the very important thing. I don't like being hungry. Fasting's hard. Being hungry is hard. Well, yes it is, duh. But so is giving up anything that is good and precious to us. Going to the gym is hard. I'm not even talking about the exercise. I'm just talking about going to the gym. That's hard. And it's not something that I like doing when I start doing it, if I haven't been for a while. But I do know that when I go to the gym, I lose weight quicker than when I don't go to the gym. And I feel better about myself when I do go to the gym than when I don't. And when I've been going to the gym for a while, I actually look forward to going to the gym. I haven't been to the gym for a couple of weeks now. And it's not easy going to the gym, especially it's cold and I can make all sorts of excuses. Fasting is not easy, especially if you don't do it regularly. Just the thought of it goes, ah, I'll do it another time. You notice something interesting here. Jesus doesn't say, if you decide one day to fast, then you might or you might not. Jesus says, when you fast, yeah, the kingdom people are going to fast. When you fast. Maybe there's an op a time where you have to fast. And 
And as we just said, you need to have practice so that you can. And here's the other thing. If you're fasting for the wrong motivations, you will be demoralized by it. If you want people to notice how hard your life is because you're fasting, you'll have a horrible time fasting. Because that's what you're going into it expecting. Because you're focusing on your loss rather than on God. But I want to suggest that in some ways the, the hardness of being hungry, the hardness of fasting is maybe part of the point. I told Taryn I was going to say this bit next bit and I said, you know, when I fast, and I don't do it as often as, as I probably should, but when I fast, I get irritated, hangry, and depressed. Hungry, irritated, hungry, angry, hungry, depressed. And my wife said, yes, and you better tell them as well that you become a mopey princess. <laughs> so there we go. When I fast, I become a mopey princess. But that's not actually true. That's not true. You see, my fasting doesn't make me any of those things. It just takes the cover off them. It shows who I really am. Fasting shows us who we really are and forces us to either <laughs> get depressed or to take it to God and say, God, okay, I, I, I see, thank you, let's, let's deal with it. And leads us to prayer and leads us to, to searching God's answers. So how do you fast? Let's just get practical. Okay, how do you fast? In some ways it's quite easy. How do you fast? Just don't eat. Okay. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. It is that easy. Just don't eat. But um, I'm going to share with you some wisdom uh, partly got from a guy called Steve May and, and uh, partly from Reg Bullen, our resident doctor, who says if you're worried about your health, and you think, I can't fast because of my health, go and speak to your doctor. Just go to your doctor and say, hey, I'm thinking of fasting a little bit, and explain what you want to do, and I'll tell you some suggestions here, and, and say to him, is this good? Will I, will I, in all probability. Now, Reg said to me, he, he himself can no longer fast from food because he is a diabetic, and if he does... Uh, his blood sugar goes all weird and it's not healthy for him to do that. If that's the case with you, and just by the way, for I reckon 99% of us, it's not the case. Uh, we can go without food for a little bit. Uh, but if it is the case for you, you can fast from something else. It's not what you fast from that matters, it's, it's how important it is to you. Um, there is no set requirement on how to fast except what Jesus says here. Do it in secret. Do it for God's eyes alone. Don't broadcast it on Facebook. You know the, hey, here's a picture of the food I would be eating if I wasn't fasting. Hashtag holier than thou. <laughs> how you fast is between you and God. And, and food is vital to us. So fast from that. I, I recommend if you can't fast from something else. Uh, here's the thing, if you aren't aware of saying no to something, you're not fasting from it, you're just not doing it. 
The other thing we should just say is when you fast, use that as a time to focus on Jesus. Um, If you don't eat every now and again, you'll get a little pang of hunger. And when you get that, you can either go, man, I'm hungry, this is stupid. Or you can go, man, I'm hungry, this is stupid, but Jesus, I want you more. And I need you more. Use, use, use your hunger to point you to Jesus. Or use your sense of loss to point you to Jesus. Um, so how do you get started? Well, here's an easy way. Have some lunch. And then don't have dinner. Don't have breakfast. And don't have lunch the next day. And then have dinner. So basically, skip breakfast. Sorry, skip dinner, breakfast, and lunch. You're fasting, what, 24, 28 hours? It's not that much. And maybe do that once a week. I can tell you that going to the gym once every four years is of no... Well, it doesn't do anything. It just makes you feel sore. But if you go regularly, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but if you go regularly... Nick, you'll lose it quickly. Well, there we go. So you will have to fast longer in order to make it actually something that you feel like you're missing out on. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. If you... uh, What I'm suggesting is make a regular habit, maybe every week, maybe every two weeks, however much you're comfortable with, of just taking a day, pretty much, without eating, focusing on God. And then down the track, you might want to extend that and go, well, I'm going to just push it out to three days or seven days. Um, a little secret, after a few days of not eating, you stop feeling as hungry until you walk past someone eating a chocolate. In that case, it just brings it right back at you. Um, drink liquids. Drink lots of water. And there's no rule that if you drink a Coke, your fast doesn't count. Or if you drink a coffee, your fast doesn't count. That's rubbish. Fasting has got no rules to it. It's what you choose to forego for God. I did hear a story of someone who decided they were going to fast from all solid food. And so uh, this, this guy was telling me his roommate decided this. And um, she went and he saw her one evening and she had cooked this amazing roast dinner. And then she got it and she put it in a blender. <laughs> and she blended it up and she drank it down because she wasn't eating solid food and she was fasting. <laughs> Can I just say, you know when you're cheating. (laughs) You know when you're cheating. When you're hungry, go for a walk, have a drink, use your hunger as a cue to pray. And when you eat again, uh, this is well from Reg Medical Advice, don't try and make up for all the food that you haven't eaten in the last 28 hours. You will not appreciate that. And neither will anyone around you. Uh, And the other thing is, don't be legalistic about fasting. Uh, If you are in the middle of a fast, um, sometimes it might be better to stop fasting. Your great friend who you haven't seen for four years arrives unexpectedly at your doorstep with a a cake and a cup of coffee and says, hey, we haven't caught up for ages, let's catch up. And you say to them, hey, I haven't seen you for 14 years and I know you're going away for another 12, but I'm fasting, so can we make this another time? (laughs) Goodness sake. Fasting is not some magic thing that God 
will beat you for if you don't do it perfectly. Break your fast. Sometimes it's better to not fast than to fast. And, and just in addition to fasting from something regularly, maybe every month choose something other than food to fast from. So this month I'm going to fast from listening to the radio because rather than listening to that, I want to listen to God. Or this month I'm going to fast from watching TV because, you know what, I want to watch God more than I want to watch TV. Just something small, not, not something vital like food, but just something just to keep you aware that what you need most in your life is God. If, you want to, if that is what you watch all the time, then fast from ABC. <laughs> if you're not aware of saying no to something, it's not a fast. Uh, here's the other thing. Fasting can help us break sinful habits. It can help us deal with things. It can help us find the wisdom of God. Uh, but it doesn't always do it in a heart. Just because you, you're going, going, yeah, I've got this thing I'm struggling with, so I'm going to fast today, and tomorrow I'm going to have no more issues with that. Amen. Well, no. No, it doesn't work that way. Sanctification, being made like Jesus, takes a bit of time. It's not a magic trick that we use to twist God's arm. It's about us coming to God and saying, God, would you speak? Paul uses the image of an athlete. He says, you know, we have to be physically fit if we're going to go into the Olympic Games or into the Games. And so you train. And Christians should train. Paul writes and says, I beat my body black and blue because I want to finish the race. I want to, I want to actually get to the end. And one of the ways we discipline our bodies is by fasting. And we do it because we want more of God. We want more of His love. We want more of His power. We want more of Him in our lives. That's why Jesus says, do it for God, because if you're doing it for God, that's what you will get. So your challenge this week, does anyone know where I'm going with this? No! Your challenge is to ask yourself, do you want to fast? Wait. Church, is, church lunch is on today. <laughs> if you want to fast at church lunch and tell us all about it, you've missed the point of the sermon. Church lunch is on today. Thank you. You're all welcome to attend. Even if you're visiting, there's always 100,000 extra plates of food there. But your challenge is to choose and say, well, do I want to grow in my walk with God? Fasting is not a magic bullet, but it is a way of asking ourselves what is most important. I know that there are people here who fast now and again. One, don't go and ask them how often do you fast, but don't go and give them a chance to boast. But if you are stuck, go and ask someone and say, well, how do I actually do this? Can you give me some advice? But in the end, it's really simple. Just try what I've suggested there. Take, have lunch and then don't eat. Dinner, breakfast, lunch. And think about God. You know, it's so easy. Maybe the reason we don't ever preach about this is because it's so stupidly simple. Your challenge is to ask yourself, 
do I want to fasten myself closer to God? Our time is up. And rather than finishing with the song, I'm just going to read you the words. It says, Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Amazing love now flowing down from hands and feet that were nailed to the tree as grace flows down and covers me. If you mess up your fast, it's not the end of the world. And in fact, my hope is that if you fast and as you fast and when you fast, to use Jesus' words, that you will become more and more aware of God's grace, which is greater than anything else that we look to for life. And it covers you, and it covers you, and it covers you, and God's grace covers you. May we be hungry for the grace of God. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he give you great joy. And may you enjoy the morning tea and the lunch. Because that's a whole other sermon. Because the, the, the wedding feast of the Lamb is not a fast. It's a feast and we're looking forward to that. One day we will be with Jesus again and there will be no more fasting. We will be like him and that's perfect. So go and have something nice to eat and celebrate now.